Hello. Mr. Mano? Mr. Cannon. What's going on? Nothing. How are you? Yeah, you know, not bad. How was Vegas? Um, it was okay. It was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like uh, a memorable trip, put it that way. I mean, it was good. And- Vegas, Vegas can't be bad. Right. But it's not like I won any money. The fights at the UFC. The, I mean, I went to UFC 200, which was awesome, but the card wasn't really that great. You know, nothing really happened. Yeah, it was just a, an average trip. Yeah, I mean, it's Vegas, so it's still fun. But right. I didn't come home with anything good. Like, a couple times ago when I went, I saw the greatest fight in UFC history. Another time I won a bunch of money. You know, this one was just like, well, you know... uh, I didn't even I didn't even have like a, a great meal or anything. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, what's your take on the whole Lesnar thing? Well, now I just saw the story that Brock Lesnar failed an in competition steroid test also for the same substance. But doesn't that make sense if he didn't know that that substance was bad or whatever that it would still be in his system? Yeah. So whatever it is, here's the bottom line. Apparently, only Roman Reigns has ever taken steroids. Everyone else, it's always a fluke. Like he's the only one who's like, "I want to say no excuse to not took that." All excuses. I'll be back. Everyone else, it's like, uh, like Brock. I don't know if you saw this, but Brock Lesnar's training partner was saying that it was because he has really bad asthma and it was from his inhaler. Oh, that has a steroid in it for your lungs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Brock said we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the answer right now, Brock. <laughs> you don't even have to look. No. I well, mean, part of me looks at Brock Lesnar and all of these guys, and you go, okay, of course they're taking something, right? No, I mean, they they're, they look they they, they fail They fail the eyeball test. Yes, they fail the eyeball test, but... Here's the second part of it. Like, with as, as rich as these guys are and as much money as they have, and you would think that at least some, if they're not smart enough to not take this stuff, at least someone close to them would be like, yo, we're probably going to get tested. This shit's going to show up. We don't have a way to mask it. Either they use the money to buy the best stuff possible and a, the best way to mask it, or they're smart enough to not do it. Well, you do I know. I don't get it. The I don't U- get why this keeps happening. Well, the UFC now is using Olympic USADA testing, which right, is the right. testing that the Olympics use, okay? So everyone's been cheating for so many years passing drug tests. And if you look at someone like John Jones, right? It's funny. I saw a side-by-side picture. He came back out of nowhere, and his physique was, like, rock hard, and he used to be kind of, like, lumpy. Mm-hmm. And no one even said anything. Oh, he's been working out hitting the weights. There's no way... That you get that big from hitting weights for one right. year or whatever it was. Brock Lesnar, no matter how, whatever he says, there's no way that any man could look like that. It's impossible yeah. without cheating. It just is. Yeah. I mean, I've worked out never to an extent of Brock Lesnar or anything like that. And then they'll be like, you don't have, you don't have a hundredth of the work ethic of Brock Lesnar. No shit, I don't. But that doesn't mean that, like, it doesn't mean that 
the steroids make you better. Like Barry Bonds, before he te- before he, he discovered steroids, was one of the greatest baseball players ever. He was the league MVP. The minute he discovered steroids, he became the greatest player ever, hitting like 70 homers a year. So, yeah, you're so, right. So just because you're great at something or you're, you, you, have, you have great ability or great work ethic, it doesn't mean you're not cheating. The cheating just makes you that much better. Yep. And these WWE yeah. guys, they're all jacked up. I mean, look at look at these guys. John Cena. I mean, the bodies. It's just impossible to have those bodies. And that's why you'll notice that a lot of the upcoming guys, they don't have good bodies. Right. They literally have the body that you have, which isn't <laughs> bad. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you look at guys like Sami Zayn, like I bet you look exactly the same in the ring. There's fewer and fewer of, the, of those, like, juiced up, straight up mountain men. Yeah, and, and and the ones that are there have been have figured out a way. There's ways to pass these drug tests, yeah. but I think that Usada has found something out because pretty much everyone is failing these tests in the UFC right now. Even a guy like John Jones, and and, and all of, it's just funny how none of them will admit it. There's always something. Oh, uh, it's a supplement. John Jones had estrogen blockers in his blood. Mm-hmm. Now the only reason you take estrogen blockers is. So you don't get tits when you're on steroids, right? So I don't know how. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, my ignorance is what got me here. <laughs> Your ignorance—you knew exactly what you were taking because you were trying to mask the steroids. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know the last time I stumbled upon an estrogen blocker pill and thought, "Oh yeah, yeah, let me see what that does." Yeah, let me try this one out. Especially when you know you get I tested. Even, I wouldn't even know where to get it. You know what I mean? Like I. That's not a. It's not like an Advil. That's not like a, a sinus pill. <laughs> it's not Benadryl. Like I don't. Yeah. You have to go looking for estrogen blocker. Yeah, it's not like buying a ripped fuel at Osco or something. <laughs> 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 oh god! I mean, I don't know if those fat like what what is it, like hydroxy cut and all those. I don't know if those yeah. would be. I'm sure those would be on the banned substance list. But I mean, if you're an elite fighter and you have, you know how it works, right? How these drug tests work. In the UFC now? Not really. Like, they literally come to your house anytime, any day, any place. Brock Lesnar, within a month, got tested five times for mm. before that fight. So, like, yeah. they literally show up wherever you are. You have to let them know at all times where you're at if you're in the UFC. And I think they get urine and blood. And you have to do it immediately and right in front of them. Wow. So, if you're under that kind of test... Why would you? And you know what it is, though. It's like some guys they just need it. Like they probably can't win without it. Yeah. So it's like now. Let's see. Do I cheat and try to fight the system and make millions of dollars? And this is why baseball players. If you look at guys like remember Brady Anderson was hitting like sixty home runs. Mm-hmm. A guy who would hit like eight home runs all of a sudden with the juice now is hitting. Or look at Ryan Braun from Milwaukee. He got a oh, hundred million dollar contract, and guess what? They're still paying it. Yeah. So he got suspended 45 games in his $100 million contract. So that's, what, a quarter of a season. And now he's still getting paid out the entirety of that contract. So if you get away with it, I guess, if you want to make tens of millions of dollars a year, it's probably worth it to them to do that. Mm. But I don't see the benefit. Like, at, at you get once you're blackballed, if you, especially in, in the UFC, there's no guaranteed money. So... 
Brock Lesnar now, he's going to be out for two years minimum. John Jones is out for two years. So if it's two years at a time, you're going to, it, it, it's going to come to a point where just the clean fighters are going to be the fighters that are coming out on top, I think. Right, right. For the most part. But, but everyone keeps finding new ways to cheat. Like ev- people are cheating right now, like the new guys. Like yeah, already there, Brock so has three other options. About the money thing. I saw Mark Hunt saying he wanted at least half of Brock's purse. Does, does he get it? Like how does that work? No. There, there's no rules that say, like, if this guy tests positive for steroids, you get half their money. You should, though, maybe, because he could have killed him with that steroid power. Mm-hmm. And did you see the fight or no? No, I didn't. I was going to order it, and then I thought it was 60 bucks, and I thought, you know what, it would probably last five minutes, and I would be online ten minutes later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but Brock was like, picture, um, who's someone limp? That okay? Picture me fighting Sam or something, right? <laughs> Even worse than Sam. Just picture me with some like ninety-seven pound twink, and 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 just powering him or into like a the corner. Old man from Pawn Stars. Exactly. Yeah. If I was with the old man from Pawn Stars, just a picture of me just slamming him on the ground, picking him up, <laughs> smashing his skull in. <laughs> By the way, there was a death. Did you see the death hoax thing for him the other day? There was a death hoax? Yeah, it made me really sad, dude. It said, like, uh, uh, R- Richard Harrison, uh, whatever, 1901 to 2016, whatever year he was for. <laughs> and like, I'm like, no! I'll tell you, it is sad. I feel like there should be an accepted rule when you're doing death hoaxes to not do one for someone who's actually that close to death. Yeah, it should always be like someone like The Rock or someone. Yeah, someone in the realm of possibility. Maybe not The Rock, but someone a little off the radar, like, oh, I am fearing Sharknado 4. (laughs) And 90210, he passed away at 38. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really not funny when it's a guy who's like 104. It just makes you feel bad. Yeah, yeah, totally. You just feel bad about yourself and for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because then you have that moment where you like when you realize that it's not real, you go like, "Oh, that could have been," and it probably will be in the next like couple weeks. Yeah, and then you're like, "He's probably gonna end up dying anyway." <laughs> no matter what happens, he's gonna end up dying. <laughs> And then you feel bad about all the jokes we made about him. Like, I think you said something like, he's like a chicken, like a raw <laughs> chicken. You could rip his arms off like wings. What did you say? Something like that? Yeah, he's prey. <laughs> he's like prey. He's prey. Like the way he you literally just like you would dig off. your fingers into the skin and rip the whole leg out of a chicken. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. The good thing for a guy like that, though, is that he's going to go out talking shit. Hey, hey, nurse, what are you trying to do? Get a look at my ball? (laughs) Mr. Harrison, if you could turn over, we need to clean the bed sword. You get a better look putting your head up an ass. Oh, man. What do you look? You you sweet for me? He'll make, like, gay comments to a male nurse. You sweet for me, boy? Oh, you ain't seen long balls before? You ain't old enough yet. I got pubes older than you. I got what? Pubes older than you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You know, speaking of the Pawn Star guy, oh, did you have another question about Brock or was that it? No, that was it. I was done. 
you'll see this all the time on Pawn Stars. And I noticed it yesterday during the Trump rally. People taking credit for relatives' military service. So, like, they'll say, my great-grandfather fought in World War II, and then everyone starts cheering. Like, you didn't do shit. Yeah. Like, you absolutely absolutely did nothing, yet you're taking credit for their service. Like, they're the brave one who, who went to war, fought for the country. You just stood there and took credit for it. Yeah, no, you're right. I, is is there uh, any reach of people like if let's say you're married to someone who's in the service? Like, do you get to say, "Oh yeah, my husband is uh, in the service"? Or, I have like, no problem with that. That that's fine. I mean, like, you miss, how far you, does the reach? Like, where does it end? Like, when it's not. If you're a military <laughs> wife, you're you're pretty much in the military because yeah. you have to move around with them. You're always in fear of them dying. That's fine. I'm talking about like. My, so just some guy named basically people who talk about people who aren't really in their lives. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. My grandfather or my uh, my neighbor. <laughs> when I was still in the womb, my daddy was fighting for Desert Storm. Like, <laughs> that right. type of thing. Their grandfather, but then they, they, they want credit for it. Like they want you to like. It's almost like they they want a standing ovation for themselves. Yeah, my dad. Uh, yeah. My grandfather was. Uh, in the Korean War. Uh, we talked about this before, how people, and people would, uh, God, I'm sure you've heard this too, people calling radio stations. I mean, I don't, I can't count the amount of times people would call me and be like, hey, bro, I'm active duty. What tickets do you have for me? Oh, yeah. What can you do uh, for me, bro? Well, none. Right now, we're not giving any away. Oh. Not cool, bro. <laughs> I'm not sure if you heard the beginning of that call or phone cut out, but I said I was, uh, I did two tours. So, it's like, is yeah, that no, we don't have yeah. any tickets, though. Are, but for someone who did two tours, you don't? Yeah, can you ask? No? Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's in the similar thing, like, someone on stage looking for an ovation doesn't... Isn't the point of serving to not come back then and, and fish for some sort of credit? Yes. Whether it's tickets or a standing ovation, isn't the point of service actually? I mean, the word itself, service. You're, yeah. you're serving. Yeah, the true and there's a lot of true military people. They don't For do sure. that shit. They, yeah. they, they, they know. They're, they're bigger than that. Like, well, and I think most. Of, I, I would say ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent. Yeah, like they're they're bigger than trying to get some drowning pool tickets. Right, yeah. Oh man, uh, like you said, it's like, um, oh, even for a military member. Oh, sorry, maybe I don't have him. Uh, go ahead and ask your your uh, your promotions director. I'll, I'll wait. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead and ask. No, it's cool, man. No, I can wait. I can wait. He, and then, and 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 honestly, you have tickets, but you still want to give them to him because he's such an asshole. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been getting? Well, I guess you're 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 still somewhat new to Los Angeles, so I guess you probably don't get bothered too much for tickets, right? No, that's been the great. That's honestly, and I think about that probably once a month. Where I think back, like God, it's been like a year and a half since anyone's asked me for tickets to anything. Oh wow, it's true. Not Plus, me. You know, the other part of it is. 
AC stations, like the stations I, I, I'm on, like we don't do many shows, so that helps too. Yeah, but you're in a cluster that has all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But yeah, that's one good thing about relocating. Honestly, if anyone's listening and you get hit up for perks and you're tired of it, consider moving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan, why did you move? Oh, I was sick of uh, getting OzFest <laughs> tickets. It's a good reset for that type of thing. <laughs> I mean, for me right now, it's it's at a ridiculous all-time high. Just like when Guns N' Roses were here, it was crazy. Just like I out of the woodwork. Some of your screenshots from uh, from people hitting you up. And the, why is it that like regular, decent, respectable people who, if you just ran into like at the airport or getting lunch, you know, you'd be like, oh yeah, I ran into this guy and he was pretty cool. But the minute they want something, they turn into something like pathetic. Oh, just disgusting. Almost like that guy begging you for free tickets, the, the military guy. They become yeah. like that. Oh, man, you know I ain't got the loot for that. Come on, bro. I ain't got <laughs> and it. i tell you the backstory. Honestly, here's a tip. When you're asking someone for tickets, someone who or for anything, the person hooking you up, they want as little story as possible. Like, they want that transaction to be as quick as possible. They don't want to have the conversation. Yeah. There's no interest in why you're asking or who you're asking for. And then, and then, they, and then they, how about this one? When you get them the tickets, and then they either don't show up or they can't use them. Ugh. <laughs> that's uh, and that's happened to me before. Like it's like I'm like, what? Oh, don't worry. I hooked up my boy Smears. <laughs> then all of a sudden, oh, hey man, let me. I'm going to take care of you with these. Like now they're they're in the power position, taking care of Smears. <laughs> yeah. Yo, bro, yeah, you you end up you hook, you get me all tickets? Yeah, I'll hook you up, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> I can't use them, unfortunately. <laughs> cool, man. Where'd you get them from? Oh, I've had them, man. But I'll hook you up. Don't worry. Just keep me in mind next time, I right? <laughs> keep me in mind next time. God, I've never said that. I've never given someone all the tickets I give out. I've never said, "Oh, keep me in mind next time." Yeah. <laughs> But the one time some asshole gets the tickets, all of a sudden now it's now it's a payback situation, dude. Just next time I need something, you know what I mean? Next time I'm moving or whatever, yo, just help me out, bro. You know, you know what I mean? I got you these four uh, these four uh, Whopper gift cards or something. Just a shitty prize. I feel like, and going back to the detail stuff, like I feel like the details actually hamper my willingness, like. The less I know, the better. Someone just hits me and says, hey, is there any way you have Guns N' Roses tickets? If I do, I'll get them for you. The more detail, like, yeah, my uh, my sister's husband's in from Colorado. <laughs> and uh, he, He's looking to get a sitter for the night for the kids. I'm just like, I, now I'm turned off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I this is a conversation I had, okay? Someone's asking me for Guns N' Roses tickets. I said, Sunday's not sold out yet. I'm pretty sure you could buy tickets on StubHub for about $30. And then they just stop returning my texts. God. Like, you, $30. That's how cheap tickets were for the Sunday show because it didn't sell out. Yeah. You could have went almost for nothing. But And then, oh, here's another one. So I ended up getting tickets... Um, cause I, I was like getting videos and audio for the radio station, right? Yeah. 
So I bought tickets through. I joined the Guns N' Roses fan club, which cost me like eighty dollars just so I could buy tickets. And I ended up getting better tickets from work because I had to get all these videos and stuff. So I had to be on the floor. Mm-hmm. So people wanted to go to the concert. And I told him, I said, hey, well, if I'm getting tickets, I'll sell you my tickets, which are good seats for face value, where I won't make any right. money. And I could have sold them way earlier and made a profit off on StubHub. Right. So as soon as I said, like, the face value was, like, I don't know, $70, $80, whatever. Oh, uh, I'm actually going to be in Alaska uh, <laughs> the day of the show. But uh, you know, you better believe if I said they were free, they would have been right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, wait, it's July. Wait, what was the date of it again? Oh, my, my lady Letty is, uh, 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 getting her root canal done. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. How was that show? Oh, it was awesome. You should go when it, when it comes, actually, when it comes to Dodger Stadium, I should come out there and we should go. Yeah, I mean. Hey, Ryan, yeah. can you get tickets for the Dodger show? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I, I promise him it's an active military guy. <laughs> he tilted me into it. This um, whole thing was set up for you to get me tickets to see Guns N' Roses in L.A. <laughs> so, Ryan, can you get me those Dodger tickets? Uh, the, the Guns N' Roses Dodger Stadium tickets? I already uh, know you have them. I know you have them. I mean, so, hold on. Let me, let me go back to you saying the show was off. Separate. Maybe it's too hard. Can you separate yourself, the young Abe Cannon, Guns N' Roses diehard fan, from reality in 2016? Was it just awesome seeing Axel and Slash back together? Or, like, if you were just a straight-up, like, Greg Cott-type music critic who was not partial to Guns N' Roses, yeah. was it an awesome show? It, it was amazing, and I've seen them multiple times. They sounded great. They looked really good. Axel, for 54 years old, looks pretty... I don't know what you want a 54-year-old man to look like. Axel looks yeah. like he's been eating a lot, eh? Yeah, he's 54, asshole. What, what do you want a 54-year-old man to look like <laughs> who, just, who just had his foot in a cast? Yeah. Like, he's been sitting down... You know how fat you get when you have a broken foot? You can't even walk mm-hmm. or move. Not yeah. to mention, he was on tour with that broken foot with ACDC. So he couldn't even like do anything. He had to sit up and probably just eat a bunch of shit all day. <laughs> it was awesome. If you go, you'll be very happy. I know you're not a big fan, but I'm not not a fan. I'm just not like. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like I, I'm not like you with them. You know, it was perfect too because I was in the pit, which was basically like you're in the front row. Mm-hmm. So the experience I had is one that other people probably didn't have. The ones no, complaining about the sound and stuff. Was there any? banter on stage between them or is it just pretty much down to business i mean there's never been banter on stage though like if you watch old guns and roses concerts it's not like axel took five minutes to like jerk off slash all right, right. everyone i'm gonna give slash a hand job mm-hmm. this is what you came for i'm gonna <laughs> rub his back and jerk him off here we go like they don't do that i mean not even banter but like a was there any sort of like heartfelt like hey this is cool we love being here back together. I mean, was there anything like that, or was it just music? Um, he, yeah, I don't they, mean like Blink yeah. One Eight Two type banter, where they're like, "Hey, Tom, I fucked your mom." Ha 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 
By the way, isn't it funny how they're kind of trying, the, the guy from Alkaline Trio, they're kind of trying to make people think it's Tom? Because his haircut was kind of <laughs> like Tom's, you know, that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got that pull-down emo cut like Tom. Yeah. In other words, if you weren't a big fan of Blink, or at least smart enough to know, you would just assume it's the same band. Yeah, any Blink, any casual Blinker that doesn't keep up on them is probably not going to think twice. Which is most people, just like the people who still ask me, so uh, who's playing with Kiss again? You got all of them, right? No, I saw <laughs> Ace and Pete, the guy, the cat and all that, they all still with him? <laughs> most people don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, actually, I'm finding that most people don't know any, like, just in general, they don't know what's going on. When you see the stuff that people laugh at, the stuff, like the movie Ghostbusters, right, which is a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. People laughing at like stupid scenes that aren't here, funny. Here, here's something. Yes, and here here's another one. I don't know if you guys do these, but our company does these. Uh, probably twice a year, we do what's called focus blogs, where they they take like a hundred people at varying levels of of listenership. Yeah. So like our radio station, people who listen, they're P ones, meaning they listen all day every day, down to people who used to listen that don't anymore, and they they make them listen. They pay them right to listen to like a week's worth of shows. Then they get their feedback. And twice a year, you go sit in a conference room for three hours, and they show you all these people's feedback. It's both the most embarrassing and, like, coolest thing <laughs> all at once. Why is it embarrassing? Well, embarrassing, like, for, for their stupidity. Not embarrassing for you, but, like, just, like, God, you're dumb. The people who are doing this stuff. So, like, here's an example. I'm not. I don't expect anyone to know or care who I am at this stage of the game. Like you said, I'm fairly new to LA. I've been on this station for six months. The, the woman I work with, Ellen Kay, she she was Ryan Seacrest's sidekick for ten years. Okay, some of these morons. It's it's now Ellen and Ryan again, right? Me being the new Ryan. They're like, oh wow, Ryan Seacrest sounds nicer on Coast 103.5. <laughs> what? Like, how dumb are you? Honestly, it would be like, Abe, you're with, you know, you're with Mancow, and someone's like, that's pretty cool, Mancow got Abe Lincoln to be his <laughs> Wait, I oh, just I thought... Oh, I didn't know Abe Vigoda did radio? God. I just thought of that. You, you, I'm not saying you look like Ryan Seacrest, but you have a similar type of look, right? Yeah. And your name's Ryan. That is weird, right? Like, do you think they did that on purpose? I didn't even think about it is, that. It is weird, but at the same time, like, if, if you listen to beyond 10 seconds, it's very clear I'm not Ryan Seacrest. Well, of course, of course, of course you're not, but I'm saying, do you think it was, like, one of those situations where they're like, he's younger, better looking? <laughs> yeah, like, like when, they, when WWE brought in the fake Razor and Diesel? You think it's like that kind of situation? No, and in fact, I think it, that made them shy away. They probably regretted it after seeing some of the morons say, "Like, oh yeah, wow! If he can produce the Kardashians, I guess he can be Ellen's sidekick." <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to change your name to like Henry or something? They honestly, they talked about it. They asked me how I feel about changing it to RJ. RJ. Yeah, my middle name. Joseph, right? I said, no, no way. It's not happening. RJ. Why don't they just call you Mano? <laughs> because it's too, they, they talked about that, too, and they said it's too, like, locker roomish slash alt. Hey, Mano. I went by Mano on alt. But 
why? And that's my thing. Like, why would I? Why should I change my name because four morons who get paid ten dollars a day to listen to this show exactly with one ear aren't even paying attention? Can't figure out that I'm not Ryan Seacrest. And who cares anyway? Wouldn't it be better to say, "Oh, well, we have Ryan"? Like, if they really think you're Ryan yes. Seacrest, who cares? Like, if someone totally. if someone thought I was The Rock, wouldn't that give the show more star power? Exactly. Like most yes. likely, most likely, you and everyone else in the industry of radio will never accomplish what Ryan Seacrest accomplished. No one will. It's ever. pretty much guaranteed that you'll never reach that level ever. Exactly. It would be different if they're like, "Oh wow, Baba Booey from Howard Stern is on with Ellen," or like, not even that. Like, uh, yeah, someone more like uh, Damian Fahey like, or something. <laughs> or um, who was the, the big dude that was with Howard for years? Uh, Artie, right? If oh, Artie like, Lang, yeah. Artie Lang, right? They'd be like, oh, wow, they really, it really junks up the station that they have Artie Lang on there. Then it'd be like a, a, a an X against me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for them to think, you know what? I like the show better if Ryan Seacrest wasn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's a problem, too. Radio stations so that, give that too I, much power. Bring that up just to prove your point that you're right when you say that most, most people never have a clue what's going on with anything. I would love to see what else they said, like just their opinions and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys do them, and it's like part of me thinks it's valuable. The other part of me is like, what a waste. Yeah, and they spend like, for instance, some of the music surveys they do, I think. Yeah. I, I swear I heard it was like $85,000. And you listen to the same Red Hot Chili Pepper song, and then you turn up the volume if you like it and turn it down if you don't. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> the people that, the losers that are doing this, they don't care about the the music. All they it's want the is their free Olive Garden I, gift card or whatever example. they're getting. It's really, you know who's doing this too? And this, this is the opinion, and, and really, and it counts for like 10 people equate, well, yeah, well, we'll wait the survey and go, these 10 people account for 100,000 people. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> so 10 people have the weight of 100,000. Now keep in mind who these 10 people are. These are people who answer their their phones when an unknown number calls. Their house they say, phone. They answer their house yeah, phone. They, exactly. They answer their house phone because you can't do a do not call on a cell phone. <laughs> and they, the person on the other end says, Hey, are you interested in making thirty dollars this week? And they go, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> why not?" <laughs> right. So this is who we're ta- this is who we're dealing with. Ten people who are interested in giving up five days for thirty bucks. <laughs> give them freaking awesome. They don't give a shit about. Them. Yeah. <laughs> people whose people <laughs> whose time is worth six dollars a day. Yeah. Yep. In Los Angeles, where it's expensive to live. Yeah. And I bet the parking, to come there and pay for parking was probably more than the money they're getting. I'm sure. They probably lost money in it. That's who we're we're dealing with. And that's who we're going to cater to and go, yeah, let's make a bunch of changes because these these eight morons who equate for 10 million people think that you're (laughs) you're someone else. I I just picture the meeting next day. Okay, Ryan, uh, just just let me know if any of these uh, hit you. Uh, Aiden... Uh, Reynolds, RJ, <laughs> um, Reynolds, <laughs> <laughs> Rogue, um, 
You like any of those? And then if you just said, oh, yeah, Rogue's pretty cool. All right, well, that's your new name. We'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> it's like uh, what? It, it's kind of like in Office Space with the guy whose name was Michael Bolton. Mm-hmm. He's like, why do I have to change my name? Because he sucks. <laughs> so like that. It's like, why do you have to lose your identity? Because a bunch of people are stupid. Exactly. And, and, yeah. there's, and like you said, there, if they were confusing you for like Ricky Rackman or something, that's yes. one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> if, <laughs> if they, yeah. If your name was OJ, they thought you were OJ Simpson. That probably wouldn't be good. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You, you know what, OJ? We're gonna have to go back to your regular name of Orenthal if that's <laughs> you, because people think you're OJ Simpson. Oh, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. But just to be confused for the the biggest name in radio, the most successful person to ever do this job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was uh, in the bathroom the other day, and. I don't know why I was like very comfortable in there. So I start, do you ever like when you're, when you're alone in the bathroom, do you ever start like singing or anything? No. Do you ever start doing stuff to like whistling or making noise or, or maybe play your phone or something? Or you, are you just always very quiet? Just hoping no one walks in. I'm trying to think. I I really, are you talking at work? Yeah. I'm usually in too much of a hurry to, to, to really dig in my heels. Even if it's like a post-show situation? Yeah, kind of. I don't... Plus, there's, it's such a high-traffic area. I'm, not, I'm... I feel like a cat when I'm pooping. Like, I'm just always on guard when I'm in the bathroom at work. It's never a comfortable, like, relaxing situation. It doesn't matter what time it is. I'm sitting in the bathroom, and I was probably in there like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And... I just start, sometimes I'll just start humming songs. So I was singing, I don't even remember, I honestly don't remember what song, I think I was singing like a Kiss song or something. Like, wave your panties in the air, lick your lips and shake your hair, uh-huh, something like that. I'm sitting there for 15 minutes just looking at my phone, because I, I it was after the show, I had so much time, so I didn't really care. So when I'm finishing up my third song, um... I had my wipes up on the on the roll of toilet paper, mm-hmm. but I take I had to take them out of the box and I had them loose. So when I rolled off the toilet paper, the the wipes hit the floor, and when I went down to grab them, I saw like a canvas shoe in the stall next to me. <laughs> so that whole so it ha- so it's not like the guy walked in because I would have heard him walk in. So the entire time, I don't even know what else I was doing. But the entire time I was singing songs, making a ton of noise, watching stuff on my phone, dropped these wipes on the ground, some guy was sitting next to me completely silent. Oh my god, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I tried to like look in the cracks of, of the door to see who it was. How did you not know he was in there? I don't know. Maybe maybe he was so like tightened up around the bowl. That I couldn't see him, but the canvas just out of nowhere. I saw this canvas shoe. I'm like, and I'm trying to think, who do I know here who wears a canvas shoe? So I was like looking around and see who was with the canvas shoe. But then I, I was embarrassed too because I'm like, oh man, they're gonna know, you know. 
I think I'm way uh, too. So I think I'm. Funny. I think I'm way too comfortable in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, you. Uh, yeah. For sure. But I'm also very embarrassed. <laughs> Everything's very embarrassing for me too. Well, that's why it's surprising to me that you would let loose like that with a kiss song. Well, because I, I I thought though that it was empty. Like for instance, when I walk in the bathroom in the morning, sometimes I do. Do you ever see that DDP yoga stretch where you like put your hands in the diamond cutter position and like stretch your arms out? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes I do, that. like, I'll, I'll, but when I do that, I check all the stalls, right? Because <laughs> it, it looks ridiculous. Like if you walked in seeing me do it, but I like to like stretch my back out, and that's what am I gonna do it in the middle of the radio station in front of everyone? So sometimes I'll do that when no one's around, <laughs> just to like get a good stretch in before, <laughs> before the show. But I don't know why I was I was so sloppy, and I didn't see that there was a guy in the stall. I don't know. I don't know what oh, I should. I, I don't know what I could have done. But, um, are you grossed out by that girl from Modern Family, Ariel Winter? Dude, yes. Okay, good. I always have been. I mean, I know that you know. I mean, I have been for the past like couple years. But since since she's been walking around with like her ass out and everything, right? Yes. Okay, good. Because when I see her, it makes me sick. And she's always either with naked or, or it's always wearing like the shorts where it's just like the whole ass is cut out and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't get it. And I, I she's one of those girls who to me, and there's a few of them, this might sound gross, but like I look at her and I think like yeast infection. <laughs> me too. I feel like she always has like a some problem down there. Like, um, who's yeah. another one? Kristen Stewart is another one. Uh, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp's ex. She always looks like she has an itchy <laughs> vagina. There's a couple, um, <laughs> but yeah, Ariel Winter always looks like she has problems down there. She grosses me out. I know she's overcompensating because she was always the nerd on the show, and that other girl, the hot girl. Right. You never really see Sarah pictures Island. of her. Yeah. Who's hot. Yeah. Um, so Ariel Winter is just, and, and it's like, she has this like ass and boobs now, but they look like, they look like an overfilled sausage casing of ass and boobs. You know what I mean? It's not like, it doesn't look, to me, it doesn't look good, but some guys will be like, damn, bro, you see all that booty? Damn, <laughs> she got ass for days and them tits. <laughs> But there's some guys that just, it, it's almost like I feel bad for girls who have nice asses because now it's just, it's its more, it's all about the mass now. Like, th- they'll think a girl with just a ton of ass is as good or better than a girl with just an old school nice ass. Right. And, for instance, Sarah Hyland, I'm sure, has a nice ass, but Ariel Winter just has a big glob of ass. Yep. Those guys would be like, "Damn, it looks like looks like little Ariel's all grown up." Yeah, it's right now. People are favoring quantity over quality. And you know, this story doesn't end well. Like she already, divor- I think she divorced her parents, and there was all kinds of issues with her family. And now she's naked everywhere, always bending over, always in bikinis <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and and I blame TMZ because TMZ's all over it. Ariel Winter. 
the, the, the winter is coming of ass. <laughs> winter is coming, and so are her ass. <laughs> and every picture, like yeah. you said, like you said, she looks like she has a yeast infection. She's always mm-hmm. like greasy or wet or so, like she always her forehead is always wet no matter what <laughs> that face she has like an anteater face i guess i don't know if that's a good description <laughs> um she's one of those those women who and i some people look like you can tell they wear contact <laughs> it looks like their eyes are never really like fully adjusted they, like you know that they wear glasses at home and they step out they put in contacts and they're not wearing the right type of lenses and their eyes are like itchy. I don't, she just always looks itchy to me. <laughs> <laughs> like at any time, she's asking people to scratch her back. Yeah, or for eye drops, or yeah, she's always pulling off to get a monostat one <laughs> for her yeast infection. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I just—I actually did think of one thing from Vegas that was funny. Speaking of, since we were talking about dumps a second ago, um, when I was in Vegas, we went to McDonald's just to get something to drink, mm-hmm. and an Elvis impersonator walked in, and he he went into the bathroom, and then he came out like seventeen or eighteen minutes later. So, like, an Elvis impersonator was taking a dump at McDonald's, <laughs> and then I and I actually interviewed him afterwards for the radio station. And I'm like, so what do you do? You just throw the jumpsuit over the top? He's like, pretty much. God, that's funny. So can you imagine that life? You're you're outside. It was like 110 degrees. You're wearing this hot Elvis costume, and then you have to take your dumps at McDonald's. That's got to be the worst part of their day. I mean, that whole day would suck. But, like, at least they get to be in character, and for, like, a while they feel like they are that person. Yeah. Like, when that guy's out on the street, people are taking pictures and throwing, like, quarters in his hat like <laughs> his he hair. feels all right about himself he, he, feels a, like he has a hat but like that moment of shame where you walk into mcdonald's there's like tourists staring at you and you know that you have to go take zip off your whole jumpsuit <laughs> and throw it over the stall while you poop <laughs> like that's probably the most sobering moment that you're not i bet you that's your worst moment of life even when you get home you feel like oh yeah i made a lot of people happy today Right, but like when you're midday pooping naked at McDonald's, <laughs> and you have to be naked because you have that jumpsuit on. Yeah, it's the one time when they realize that they're not Elvis. It is. It's the only time of their day where they really feel low. Because <laughs> you know there'll be some woman from like Alabama who will kiss him on the cheek. Oh, you you're more handsome. And it, this guy was like he had to have been. I want to say in his between sixties and maybe mid seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just as cute as Elvis to me, and then she kisses him on the cheek, and he probably gets hard right away and feels <laughs> feels real good about himself. Yeah. Little did she know is that he's he's wearing the same uh, outfit for the last month, and he didn't wipe <laughs> properly five minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's was out of hand soap, so he didn't wash his hands. And they only had like three three um, squares of toilet paper in the stall he was <laughs> yeah. in, and he couldn't switch stalls because the jumpsuit was in his stall. Yeah, and while he was pooping, his mom called him and said, "I'm having a hard time setting up my my new iPhone." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what you do, baby. I, I mean, this is what you do, mom. 
Well, well, all of those characters, not even just Elvis, like the guys in the Elmo costume stand out on Hollywood and Highland. I saw a great, in LA, you uh, know? I took a picture of it on my Instagram, this guy in an Elmo costume taking a picture for a guy with like a, um, like a Despicable Me costume on. Like they asked, <laughs> like they asked the Elmo to take the picture for them with the other guy. Oh my God. It's pretty funny. And I saw guys in like Transformer costumes. They were wearing all black. With like a black mask, like a black um, like knitted mask, so you couldn't see their face, and then over mm-hmm. it was this heavy like transformer equipment, and they were out. It was ah. it was at least a hundred degrees out. Can you imagine making a living? It, like sometimes when you're having a bad day at work, you're like, "Wow, that's a bad day every day." Yep. Then the guys with the the prostitute oh, tickets, the, papers? the prostitute cards, like like yeah. Man, that is a that's a bad way to make a living. What's worse, dressing like a transformer or the probably dress like probably giving out the hooker cards, right? Because then you could see their face and everything. Yeah, that's the, probably the most shameful. Yeah, I would think that's probably a more shameful job. You're not really bringing people immediate joy. <laughs> At least the guy dressed like Elvis gets to see the smile on the face of his customers. Yeah, at least he gets to feel like Elvis for a minute. Yeah, the guy handing out paper doesn't get any satisfaction. He just Unless looks depressed. Comes to your room when you're done with that hooker, and he's standing there with his thumb up, going, "Hey, good job." <laughs> <laughs> nice job. <laughs> There's eh? no gratification for that guy. There's really that is true. There's all. I feel like most jobs, no matter what you do, there's a way to get gratification out of the work you put in that day. That's true. That guy flicking those papers has zero gratification. <laughs> he never feels accomplished. Yeah, he never he never has that moment where he's like, "All right, a, a fine day's work." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Gene Simmons fell? Yes, a couple days ago. I read the headline. I didn't watch it. He like fell backwards, and it took. It, did you did you watch the Republican convention yesterday? Um, just bits and pieces of it. Okay, because Bob Dole was there, and he was like weekend at Bernie's. Like they had to like pick him up by his stomach. <laughs> like he literally couldn't stand up, and Gene Simmons was wearing so much equipment that he couldn't stand up. So they had to like have two guys pull him up. When I was in Vegas, um, Roker like tripped. He didn't fall, but I. So so basically my whole life, when people trip, I laugh, right? Mm-hmm. But at what age does it go from someone tripping being just hysterical to being, like, scary and sad? Yeah. You mean the age of the person or what age you will be? The age of the person, right? Yeah, like, what's the age? What's the, like, in other words, if you saw your grandmother or something fall, you would be, like, horrified, scared. Right. Um, like the old man from Pawn Stars, if he fell, you'd be like, oh, my God, get him up. Yeah. Now, if if Sam fell or you, like, for instance, when Sam helped me move that one time, he fell down a flight of stairs and I started laughing. Right. Which is messed up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I, I think I figured out the age is right around 47 to 50. I think that's about the age when you can st- when it's not funny anymore when people trip. That's hilarious. Uh, 
<laughs> because I, I feel like it's whatever age. Yeah, I would go even older. I would say it's whatever the age of somebody in your life that you're concerned about them slipping in the shower. Yeah. Is like, that's the age where it's not funny if they fall. That means that they're like the fall could trigger worse things. If you're worried about someone showering safely, that's the age to not laugh when they fall. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> but I mean, I was even, when Roker was like stumbling, I was even worried about him a little bit. Like if if, if he would have fell, I wouldn't have started laughing. Yeah. Because it looked like it could have been like, like he would have been laying there for a while. Right, it wouldn't right, be like where right. you do the Shawn Michaels pop up, like when you're a little kid and you fall. <laughs> there, there, at some point in my life, there's nothing funnier than watching people trip. As a yeah. matter of fact, you would try to force them to trip. Right. You'd always have your leg out when they'd walk by and stuff. Like that was great. Or do that thing when they're walking in front of you, you kick their back leg. <laughs> <laughs> You know that move to get them to trip up on their own ankle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, it, with the way they fall, it looks like you, you like roped up their legs and pulled the rope. <laughs> exactly, like you hog-tied them. Yeah, and then you just pulled the rope back. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it is scary, though. When, when someone old falls, like, what, what do you do? It, it's the worst. That is a helpless feeling. I saw, you know what I found the other day out in the grass outside of our, our condo? I found a cane. Just a regular? Just a, just a cane laying there. And I thought, like, that's really one of the worst things you can find. Like, that, that's a very unsettling discovery. <laughs> like, you think someone might have got mugged? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the like, that's a 99% chance that something bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> Or but you know but, I mean? but but now 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 you 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 fast forward to what really happened. Some guy, some rich guy was walking around. He's like, "Fuck this old cane! I want a new one." <laughs> yeah. Or, he, or he, yeah. he tried out the new cane. He just threw the other one in the grass. I mean, there's a very there's like a one percent chance that he was healed and that he took his first steps and he was like, "This is great! I can walk again." And threw the cane. <laughs> but I don't are, ever want to see this cane again. Yeah, but odds are he tripped on the curb. When we weren't home, the me- the paramedics came, <laughs> loaded him in. <laughs> and the rain, the rain, like, the rain washed the blood off the curb. Exactly, yeah. And they're like, "Look," well, and he goes, "My cane." And they said, "Leave your cane. You're dying." <laughs> <laughs> what? I need my cane. <laughs> How am I gonna walk, <laughs> sir? You're not gonna be walking anymore. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I realized that the other day. A cane. I can't think of many worse. Maybe like a baby stroller, just in abandoned. Right? <laughs> then you're like, oh god. <laughs> I don't think a baby stroller is as bad as like, um, you know, like baby shoes or something. Because I think baby strollers. I've seen such dirty and disgusting ones. I could see people just abandoning them. Yeah. Like, they're so covered in dirt and, and spit and shit and puke and whatever else. I mean, I've seen... Have you seen those strollers that just look like they're just one big, like, dirt... Like a 
dirt mat? Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. Those like thin canvas strollers that have holes. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. Yes, I have. Like you've had like 15 kids, and each kid used that same stroller, and yeah. they've all puked on it. Yeah, yeah. And you all you the only way you clean it is by taking a dry piece of paper and smearing it further into the canvas. And once every two years, you hose it off outside. <laughs> <laughs> With no, just so, just straight water. Just straight water. <laughs> and not even, not even a nozzle on it. You just like turn on the water on a limp hose and just let the water pour out. Yeah, you just hold it over. Then you kick it because you don't want to touch it. You kick it to the side with your foot to get the under, <laughs> the underbelly and the wheels. <laughs> and you let it dry in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, let, let's end this podcast on an upbeat note. Yep. And... Speaking of finding things, so I was at my mom's house, pull up in the driveway, and I see some kind of weird commotion by the rocks, like she has rocks by her house, like around the house, and I look, Mm -hmm. and it's a bird, and it's rolling, like it was laying there, and it was rolling, so the the bird broke its wing or something. Wow. So I, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do I do? Like, I, I was gonna call. I didn't know who. So I was looking at my phone who to call. So I went inside the house to like find something. So I found two Amazon boxes, and I caught the bird. The bird, the bird was literally rolling down the the the, the sidewalk, like it was rolling in rocks. It couldn't fly. It couldn't stand up. It was just rolling. That's crazy. Yeah, it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. So. I grab a box, and I, you know, I don't like touching things, mm-hmm. so I had to guide it into the box with another box. Yeah, and then I held it closed with that box, and I ended up. I I looked up and I took it to the um, the uh, like animal welfare league. Yeah, and I walked in with the bird, and and they took it, and and they they I they they heal birds there. So I called back the next day, and I'm like, so I, I just assume I'm the only one who brought a bird in. I'm like, hey, uh, so how's the bird doing? They're like, what bird? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I came in about 8.30 last night with a bird. She's like, let me find out. We've had about eight or nine birds in since 8.30 last night. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, shit. So anyway, she's like, oh, well, we're pretty sure the one you brought in were rehabilitating. They uh, th- they put it in a cage. They're feeding it. And then they, they I guess they have a certain person who just works on birds. So I, I saved the life of a young bird. That's awesome. That really is awesome. And and who would have thought, like, I caught it with a box, brought it over there, and then I, I you, you become involved with the bird. Like, now all of a sudden, I want to make sure it lived. So I had exactly. to do update calls. Whereas before, you know, you wouldn't care. Someone actually told me, I won't say who it was, well, you, you wouldn't know anyway. But someone goes, oh, you should have just dropped a brick on it. Jesus. <laughs> like, the port, like, just think about if you're a bird, okay? What a lucky that bird is so lucky that it happened to bump into me when it had a broken wing and not the oh, guy who's going to find the nearest brick. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yes, and I think there's probably even a middle ground of person, the type of person that'll just I kick bet it away. The majority of people would probably just scoop it with the box and put it somewhere comfortable like in a bush and hope that nature took its course and it re rehabilitated itself. Most or just leave people, it. Or some people might just leave it and let a rat or raccoon eat it. 
Yeah, most people would not go that extra step. I don't know why I felt the need to do it. it just you, you, when it was such a sad sight seeing the bird rolling on the ground, like it, it was literally rolling. God, that's sad. So hopefully, uh, you and, and you know the whole time they get oh it's probably dead it's probably dead and like they said it was alive so who knows if they were even talking about because they they obviously get in like a shitload of birds right well let's just hope that you know my funny? my young bird it's, is still alive to tie this tie this whole thing up sometimes I feel like I like animals more than I like people oh yeah and this this conversation the last two things we talked about just proves that like. You were were saying you watched one of your friends fall in Vegas and it's the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) And this bird that you have never, you have no connection with, you're calling the next day to make sure it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And like a week before, you were just praying that your friend took a spill in Vegas. Yeah. Nothing funnier than (laughs) seeing people fall. Five minutes Uh, later... Catching a bird, driving it to the the bird hospital, <laughs> talking to it while it's in your bed, and it's kind of like you, you don't you don't get the reception that you expect either. Like I thought, walking in, they'd be like, "Oh my god, thank you so much! You brought in you a know, bird." Have you seen a Christmas story? Of course. You know, like when Ralphie shoots Black Bart in his dream, and his parents are like, "Ralphie, you saved the day! Yeah, you did it!" Yeah. yeah, that's like that's what you expected. That's what I was expecting. Like, oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, Abe Cannon, and they all started clapping. <laughs> it was it was absolutely the opposite of that. the The place stunk like the whole place smelled like wet turds. <laughs> and I walk in, I'm like, "Hey, I have a bird um, that." Uh, oh, hang on, hang on, and they're like, "Oh, is it still alive?" Yeah. Is it still alive? What kind of bird is it? And then they like open up the box. I'm like, no, don't open up the top. It'll fly out. All right, I'll right. bring it in the back. And then I was waiting there for a minute. And then I realized she was never going to come back to me. Exactly. Like they just literally took it like, oh, fuck, another bird. <laughs> this is uh, bird number 13 for the night. Another <laughs> asshole trying to save the day. And, and you're, you're pacing in the waiting room waiting for <laughs> Exactly, I was. <laughs> How is he? How is he? How's who? Oh, it's dead. The, what? The bird I just brought in. Oh, I'm talking about know. the what, cat. What yeah. bird was it? What, what'd you bring it in? A box. Describe the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like the next day. I call him like, I'm the guy who had the two Amazon boxes. Oh, I, I, what kind of bird is it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, hang on. And then the one guy wouldn't help. They were all assholes. <laughs> then the one lady's like, "I think, I think your bird's still alive. If it's the one, if it's the one I'm thinking of, oh, God. I'm like, you know, the guy with the Amazon box. <laughs> like, how would they know it's an Amazon box? Uh, you know, uh, remember I had the two brown Amazon boxes. Uh, I'm that guy. Oh, uh, hey God! And then you're on hold. One time I was on hold for 15 minutes. I had to call back. Yeah. Like, no one wanted to help. Right. But let's just hope that they, they give the animals the treatment that they deserve and the dignity that they deserve exactly. also. <laughs> so, Ryan, if you see a bird laying around, your duty is to save it. I will. All right, and we'll wrap it up on that. This show's dedicated to that bird. To that bird. Hopefully, I kept saying, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. Make me a bird so I can fly far, far away.
All right. That's it. All right. All see right. ya. <laughs> Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.